Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think something weird's going on with the government's kind of uh, switch in messaging around the whole COVID thing, and uh, see if you buy my theory at all. Um, after we listen to a couple things, this is uh, uh, Walensky. Is that her name? She's uh, Rochelle the, Walensky, yeah. the the lady running. Walensky. She's the lady that runs Walensky. the uh, the CDC. Dolensky. I'm going to run through the entire alphabet till I get it. Yes, Walensky with a W. Uh huh. Sorry. So we're going to hear from her, but first we're going to hear from the governor, the new governor of, of New York, because the old governor couldn't stop grabbing 20-year-old women. They got a new governor who's a woman. But anyway, she was talking about the um, who's dying and who's getting sick and who's in hospitals with the COVID. Looking at just uh, on the 4th of January, we realized that 39% of the people are hospitalized with non-COVID-related reasons, and checking in yesterday's number, that number was actually 42%. Now, that is our statewide average. But it's important to also look at the variations in our different parts of the state. The most number of people admitted for non-COVID reasons as of just yesterday, or a couple days ago, are in New York City. Uh, It's about 50-50, 50-50. So half of the hospitalizations in New York City are someone who needs to be there because of their COVID, severity of their COVID situation, and the other half are there for other reasons. Why are they saying it out loud now? We've known this for a very, very long time. Now NPR and liberal governors are saying it out loud, and now this from the CDC as I build my case. This is Walensky. I want to ask you about those encouraging headlines that we're talking about this morning, this new study showing just how well vaccines are working to prevent severe illness. Given that, is it time to start rethinking how we're living with this virus, that it's potentially here to stay? The overwhelming number of deaths, over 75%, occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. So really, these are people who were unwell to begin with. At least four. The over. So why have you been keeping this information from us? For, so the other information that all these months, and this has been true for a long time, maybe not as high as numbers, but still a pretty good chunk of the people you've been hearing about as hospitalization cases were people in there for other reasons. They got tested and turns out they got COVID and they were hiding that fact. When it benefited them. How about that stat? How have you been hiding that one? The vast majority of people who have died from COVID had four or more comorbidities? Yeah. yeah. When you've been acting for the last two years that if you're just a healthy 25-year-old college kid walking down the street, you might get struck dead by COVID at any moment. Right. Right. Yep. So I think this is what I think is going going on. Uh, I think I think Joe Biden thought, He could say crap like, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus because it was about to run its course. And by the time he took his office, it was going to be more or less over. And he was going to take credit for the fact that it ended. But it hasn't worked out that way. There have been a couple of mutations. And now uh, more people died 
the first year of Joe Biden's presidency than the last year of Trump's presidency. And I think now they've got to change the whole story about all this sort of... No, no, people are in the hospital with those case numbers you're hearing. Not a big deal. They just happen to be there for other reasons that got COVID. And the people that are dying, they had all kinds of health problems. So you can't lay that at the foot of any government policy. These people Hmm. were very ill. That's the only thing I can think of that they're now revealing information that has been known for a long time. Scott Atlas, the guy that got booted off Twitter a couple of times, the the doctor that's on Fox but uh, laughed at on all the other channels, he's been saying a lot of this stuff forever. He got in trouble for saying it. Now the CDC director's saying it out loud. Why? Why? What's going on there? As we often say, there are very few things that are just one thing, and I think your theory is absolutely right. That absolutely partly explains it. I think the other part of it is, and first of all, let's agree, let's stipulate those in power are contemptuous of us, of we the people, the common folk, etc., um, and they believe that if they craft uh, our marching orders properly, leaving out inconvenient truths, let's keep it simple for the dopes. Let's not give them the full array of the truth, because that would distract from what we want them to do. Okay? You run into that a lot in life. You know, teacher, parent, boss, government official, whatever. They simplify things. You don't need to know all of it. That would just, that would decrease your compliance. Your enemy, if you're going with that plan, your enemy is time. Because more and more people come to a greater and greater realization that, wait a minute, you've been misleading me in both minor and significant ways. And frankly, it's insulting to my intelligence. I could have handled the full truth. And now I'm not sure I believe a single damn thing you say. Hmm. I think that has been building and building. Yeah, no kidding. And um, they no longer have the luxury of being the the great, wise oracle on high telling us how to live our lives. It's it's certainly unfair to say that, that, that this has been known for the whole time because it took a while to get our hands around do you catch this for from services? You know who's it killing? Well, blah, and blah, Omicron's blah. different from Delta too. True, that's true. Uh, but it has been known for a very long time that if you're obese and have high blood pressure and a couple other things, as you just heard, and over seventy five, that's who it's killing. But I mean, the vast majority of the numbers, that's who it's killing. And acting like it's the same level of risk. For me, or a high, or a college kid, or a child, is just crazy. But that's what we've been doing the whole time. Well, and the obscene—I mean, the just angering hypocrisy of the "we believe in science" crowd. I mean, for instance, the the COVID policies on universities. As I said before uh, earlier, Marty Macri, Doctor Marty Macri, his piece that uh, university COVID policies defy science and reason—they absolutely do. You got a, b- a bunch of healthy nineteen-year-olds, and you're imprisoning them because they might get the sniffles. It's it's bizarre. I mean, seriously, in fifty years, to the extent that anybody looks back at this at all, people will look back on this and and and. They will be convinced that we, the people of the early 21st century, were just nuts or stupid or superstitious or something. There will be no explaining it logically. Boy, masks are back in my uh, part of the world. I know in a lot of America you haven't worn a mask in months. But uh, at the park outside the other day, my son was the only one 
at the park without a mask of all the kids and parents. The that only is... one, one human being at the park, and there were probably 50 people there without a mask, and that was my son. That defies science and reason. That's superstition. I'll tell you That's what. That's tribalism. It works on your mind, though. You start thinking, am I doing something wrong? When you, I mean, when you look around and everybody else is doing something different. I talked myself out of it, but... Well, sure, yeah. It's uh, If you see a bunch of people running in terror away from a particular point, y- you don't want to go toward it. You know, just instinctively. I get that. But it is... It's disturbing to hear that. And I didn't witness it personally. In in, in my part, uh, nobody's had a mask on in ages. <laughs> this is just recent, though. This is since the Omicron explosion. Yeah, it, it, yeah. had gone, it had gone to no masks mostly. Uh, certainly outside, but man, it is. Everybody's masked up now. W- Coronavirus! Been... Catch me outside. How about that? You can't. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, I've been saying for a while, we're all going to get Omicron. We're all going to get it. So just get used to it. Uh, the WHO just announced more than half of Europe's population may be infected with Omicron in weeks. Yeah, we're all going to get it. I mean, the, the, explain to me how we're not going to all get it. <laughs> People that are vaccinated are getting it. People that aren't vaccinated are getting it. It spreads. It's um, it's a miracle of biology the way it spreads. It's just absolutely incredible how spreadable it is. I, I think if we just embrace that, won't we in craft policy around that? Won't we be much better off? It is urgent. It is nearly at the emergency point that we move into the endemic phase. And say, hey, this is going to be around for a long time. It's an incredibly minor illness for most people. Let's be, let's, let's behave accordingly. Let's live our lives. And, you know, specifically, I'm looking at, and this is, this is, you know, uh, some old ground, but it's, it's renewed cancer screenings, uh, heart disease treatments, uh, uh so-called, uh, non-emergency surgeries, which we found out just means it's a surgery that can be scheduled. You might be in excruciating pain. It might threaten your life, what the surgery is addressing. But if it's a non-emergency surgery, they won't give it to you because of the sniffles going around. You know what's crazy? This is so freaking insane. I gotta, I gotta stay calm. <laughs> we simultaneously are seeing Companies and hospital systems, um, although fewer hospital systems now, and, and cities like the city of San Diego, firing, finally getting around to firing people who didn't get the jab. Meanwhile, the policy is healthcare workers who have an active case of COVID-19, the Omicron, can come to work and work. So if you refuse the vaccine, which really has minimal effect on you spreading the disease, you will be fired. But if you actually have the effing disease, you can come to work. Now, if that doesn't make you want to throw bricks through plate glass windows (laughs) or grab people by the throat and throttle them until they hear sense, I don't know what would. If if heads actually could explode, there would be brain all over the walls, wow. and Michelangelo would be going for a bucket in the janitor's closet. Because well, my, the first head, time. my head would have gone kerblooey. Two international stories around COVID. Bojo, Boris Johnson's in trouble for throwing an unmasked garden party. Oh, who gives a flying crumpet? And China has locked down another major city. Because of Omicron ahead of the Olympics, I think they're really worried that, uh, boy, if Beijing gets hit with the Omicron while the Olympics are going on. I mean, I know they're not going to have crowds, uh, really, but there's a lot of athletes there. Well, yeah, and, and here's the part I really like as a China hawk. Winnie the Pooh, she 
has committed to the zero COVID thing, which is, with Omicron, hilarious. I mean, zero COVID has gone from stupid to now just hilarious. And if he's going to keep doubling down on that sort of strategy as Omicron goes crazy across China, he is going to be exposed as a nut job, which could be really interesting to witness. Could happen on the world stage with the Olympics going on. I think there's a damn good chance it does. Hmm. Speaking of uh, China, we got some China news we need to tell you about. A number of things. Oh, yeah. They are marching across the globe, including in our own backyard. Is China building a military base within 90 miles of our mainland? What? What is right, I haven't right, heard sir? that story. And if you have any uh, COVID policies at your work or school you'd like to pass along, you can do it on the text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. I caught my coffee. I just about knocked it over again today. <laughs> what the hell? God. You need a sippy cup. Actually, I I always, as you know, have a travel mug. Yeah. It's it's a grown-up sippy cup. Yeah. I, I had take a, a swig right now. I had a really good one, and I set it behind. I, I need to get another one. Because I'm drinking mm. out of a regular cup, and it's just mm. dangerous if you got... If you got... You did stumps for hands. <laughs> like me. Hey, can I make a personal request? Sure. Just because I care about you people. I, it may, I may seem to be an insensitive jerk, but I actually do care. In response to my, you probably ought to get the vaccine thing. People send me these, oh, women lost her hand and feet after getting the vaccine from a website. Here's a little life strategy. Check out the website. Who runs it? What is it? How reliable is it? Look at some of the other stories. Do they seem a little kooky to you? I am interested in the phenomenon of and it. Does it happen more with younger people? And it doesn't seem to be just young people. I mean, because everybody in our audience is certainly not a 20-year-old that's new to media. Um, treating all websites the same. All news outlets the same. They're not all the same. They have ver- the, 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 the level of... Of veracity, the the amount that you can trust them, varies from almost everything's a complete lie Mm -hmm. to almost everything you can trust completely and every bit in between, every gradation in between. And how anybody, how so many people take all websites as, they're they're all the same, whether it's the New York Times or this, you know, uh, vaccinewillkillyou.org, they're all the same. Yeah, and what especially perplexes me is that uh, if if you know Fox News and the Washington Post and say the Dispatch and you know several other things, left, right, and center all agree on a particular point, but if AlternaHealthNews.com says you know whatever broccoli will give you cancer, people believe that one hundred percent. That one website, in spite of the preponderance of, but again, I don't, I, I, number one, I, I can't convince everybody of anything, uh, of everything. And number two, I have no interest in it anyway. So uh, believe what you want to believe, but be skeptical. Uh, Fauci 
Walensky and others are testifying before the Senate today, so we should get some uh, news out of there either while we're on the air or certainly tomorrow. Hey, I represent Fauci. science. Hey, oh, Fauci. Oh, I represent science. Oh, well, that's handy. Hey, we, science. hey, that's what I'd say if I was Rand Paul. I'd go super sarcastic. Hey, science is here, everybody. Yeah, pay attention. Science is here. Yes. We're about to hear from science. Yes. I represent science. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, when are you going to tell us about China? I thought it was uh, next segment. Okay. Is it this segment? I don't, I don't know. know. I thought it was. I, got I lost confused. track. I don't know. I blame myself. I do want to tell you what uh, Joe Biden has got planned for oh, that's his... that's what we were going to do next segment. I want to tell you what Joe Biden has got planned for speech today, because it's going to be a humdinger. And guess who's not showing up to it? That's kind of its own interesting conversation. So here's the China story. You've heard about their Belt and Road Initiative. It's a multi-trillion dollar infrastructure and development program they've been pushing for nearly a decade. China wants to become an economic superpower, win support in the developing world for their brand of communism, and essentially get everybody on the hook, make everybody a drug addict, and China's the pusher. Except they're not selling drugs, they're selling infrastructure, ports, and debt. As we've illustrated before, they'll give you a billion dollars to build a port, count on a certain amount of revenue. That amount of revenue is not going to happen, so then you have an unpayable debt to China. Well, like a mobster, they say, well, there's something you can do to pay that debt. All we need you to do is vote at the U.N. or whatever. So they're getting people on the hook. The uh, latest addition to the network um, of now 95 port facilities around the world that significantly are dual use. Military experts say they bear the hallmarks of something that is perfectly fine for shipping containers and commerce. But, oh, wait a minute. That would convert to a military base practically overnight. One of the newest of those is likely to be in Cuba ruled by a fraternal communist regime as well. Wow. 90 miles off the ba- the mainland, a dual-use Chinese military base slash port. There's more on this. We'll tell you more about it. If you ever miss a chunk of the show, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Well, that's frightening. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Throws to the near side. Intercepted at the 21-yard line. And Keely Ringo bringing it back across midfield. Across the 30. Inside the 20. Ringo scores! The Georgia Bulldogs lead by two scores with 54 seconds to go. Yeah, Georgia ended up winning 650 to 17, according to Sonia Sotomayor. <laughs> Good one. Um, from age 10 to 45, I don't think I ever missed one single college national championship game. And then I just stopped watching sports for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but that sounds like an exciting game. Georgia upsetting Alabama. There you go. Um, by the way, some a lot of number of people have pointed out. You hear that crowd? All those people in the stands. You got schools that are not open. You got colleges that aren't having classes. But the football game has a hundred thousand people in the stadium, packed in there. But they can't have classes. Well, in Chicago, where which is perhaps ground zero for the greed and stupidity of teachers' unions keeping the poor, beleaguered children out of classes. The Bulls played. I can't. Uh, the Pistons the other night. Full house. Packed stadium, yes. Little kids who are practically at zero risk, no. 
they're kept out. That's quite amazing. People are going to get militant. So I got some uh, Joe Biden talk here for you. Speaking of getting militant, he's going to give a speech today, and so, uh, the the speech is leaked out. I'll hit you with one paragraph from it. It's um, about the Voting Rights Act that the Democrats are trying to get passed. They're making a big push for that. Uh, several things you need to know about that. And I realize some of you already know this stuff, but this was written before January 6th. They're, 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 they're making a big deal out of January 6th and trying to use January 6th, the riot, as an excuse of why we need these voting rights solidified. Well, well basically why the federal government needs to take over voting in presidential elections. Uh, it's been up to the states our entire nation's history. That's the way we crafted everything. But the federal, the Democrats want the federal government to take over, and they're using January 6th as a reason. Uh, this was all written pre-January 6th. They've been wanting to do this for a long time. So you just need to use, know that that's an excuse. So just for the record, the Democrats want more power for the federal government or less? Yeah, more. And um, when you hear about rollbacks of voting rights, and I hate to use that term, um, Voting procedures. Voting procedures. That's a better way to say it. Rollbacks of voting procedures. It's because we changed the rules because of COVID. So uh, it's been whatever way it's been in X state forever. And everybody is perfectly happy with it. Everything was just fine. Then all of a sudden COVID comes along and we think, how are we going to vote? So we have to do all these different things. You can you can vote online. You can vote by phone. You can vote here. You can register here because we got COVID going on. And then when you go back to the old way, that was perfectly fine and nobody had any problems with it. They call that voter suppression jim crow on steroids is democrats uh, have the theory that if you make voting effortless for everybody they're going to win more elections uh the people that i respect left right and center on all this say there's not a giant fraud problem and there's not a giant voting opportunity problem the problem that we have if you want to get around anything january 6th or trump or anything like that is the, the, the language about the way we certify the vote in the Electoral College is pretty complicated, and there would be a way to, to simplify that, and Congress should do that. And there are a number of Democrats and Republicans that this, that are being honest that say that's what we need to do. But, like Chuck Schumer saying, that's just a distraction they're just trying to distract us from the voter suppression efforts. So he's not actually serious, as usual. He and Nancy Pelosi are not actually serious about stopping what Trump tried to do. They're just trying to make it easier for Democrats to vote or get people that they think are going to vote for them to vote. It's very cynical. Very, very cynical effort. And they don't have the votes to get the voters the Voter Rights Act through. And that's why you're hearing all this talk about ending the filibuster and that if you had 50, uh, a 50 vote threshold, they think they could get it through. So that's what Joe Biden's going to give a speech about today. And he's going to say the next few days when they these bills, the voter rights acts, when these bills come to a vote, will mark a turning point in this nation. God, if I had a nickel for every turning point in this nation that has occurred in my lifetime from every politician, everything's a turning point. Anyway. Will we choose democracy over autocracy? Light autocracy? O- You're the president. What are you talking about? Light over shadow. Justice over injustice. I know where I stand, and I will not yield. I will not flinch. 
Why wow, he's you really know, making this a, a brave stand of up on a hill against the forces of evil. Having just won the presidency, the House, and the Senate. Yeah, having just won every branch of gover- government with record turnout all across the country. It's never been easier to vote or to be registered. I know where I stand. I will not yield. I will not flinch. I will defend your right to vote and our democracy against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And so the question, where will the institution of the United States Senate stand? And then he urges the U.S. Senate to do away with the filibuster. It's as if he's delivering just a a, a blistering speech warning us of the danger of the dishonest and insidious invasion by whales. I mean, it's just not <laughs> happening. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, Autocracy? What? So the President of the United States, who is on the record, and we've played the clips uh, back when he was a U.S. Senator, he and Barack Obama and lots of other people have said, Doing away with the filibuster would be the end of the U.S. Senate, uh, as we've known it throughout our nation's history. Well, let's go ahead and play it. I think Michael has it handy. Why not? If Republicans roll back our rights in this chamber, there will be no check on their power. And I pray God when the Democrats take back control, we don't make the kind of naked power grab you are doing. I urge all of us to think not just about winning every debate, but about protecting free and democratic debate. So... Joe Biden uh, going against himself, Barack Obama, and uh, former leader Harry Reid, and many other people, including Mitch McConnell. Chuck Schumer made an eloquent speech back in 05 about how incredibly important the filibuster is. Said it would turn us into a banana republic if you got That's rid right. of the filibuster. Uh, the, the president of the United States is going to come out today and urge the Senate to do away with the filibuster. So just 50 votes will pass things. That is really quite amazing. You know, one of the more striking aspects of our conversation with Ian Bremmer the other day, that was that Friday? Yeah. If you want to grab that uh, Armstrong and Getty On Demand uh, Friday's show, I, I don't recall which hour. Was that the second hour, third hour? Um, just grab it wherever you like to get podcasts or armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, one of the uh, aspects of the uh, Eurasia Group's Global Risks 2022 list it was talking about uh, instability in the U.S. And, and the lack of faith in elections. And I thought, I thought, well, I don't know, let's not get crazy. Let's, let's not, you know, get too, uh, you know, uh, hair on fire, worried about what's going on. But then they go into the fact that all sorts of our allies, from Germany to Canada, to, I think, I can't remember. There was a bunch of different countries name-checked, just had elections, and in every single one of them, the losing side said, well, all right, we'll try harder next time. There was no widespread, this is false, fraud, it didn't happen, Russian collusion. There was none of that. So we are uniquely diseased in this country. Oh, yeah, and we're not getting out of this anytime soon either, especially if the president of the United States is going to stand up like he's going to today and talk about the forces of dark and evil and I will not flinch. Virtually every single word of falsehood. Because we're going back to the way we used to vote before the pandemic, which everybody was perfectly fine with. Come on now. Two years ago. A political nugget, an inside baseball political nugget for you after this. A quick word from our friends and beloved sponsors at Simply Safe Home Security. Do us a favor, do yourself a favor, at least click on the website and check it out. I love the indoor and outdoor cameras. They're super high def. 
night vision on the outdoor cameras. So if anybody comes on your property and is up to no good, you're going to see their face. You're going to see their license plate number. And it'll be monitored. It's just, it's so good. Uh, sensors and, and all that stuff, too. But I don't know. For some reason, the cameras are what really attracted me to Simply Safe. When you order Simply Safe, you customize it for your home. If you got any problems with that, they, they'll give you free custom recommendations for your particular home. No long-term contracts or commitments. It's super easy to set up yourself, take you about a half an hour, and now you're going to have some peace of mind in this new year with your Simply Safe home security system. 20% off, because you know us. 20% off. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Oh, your first month of the interactive monitoring service is free, too, when you sign up for that. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Get 20% off. Uh, super nice people, too, by the way. We've dealt with Simply Safe quite a bit. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. A couple more things to tell you before we move away from politics for a while. One, and this is an inside baseball politics thing that you know, maybe you're into, maybe you're not. Stacey Abrams, who's running for governor in Georgia, she claimed that the election was stolen from her. All of the media went with that. Just and like Hillary. It isn't only the Republicans that have been claiming elections have been stolen, all right? Both sides have been playing this game, and to all of our peril. Because once none of us believe in elections anymore, we're doomed. Anyway, Biden is going to Georgia. Remember, Jim Crow on steroids, their their new voting regulations, which are uh, less strict than his home state. (laughs) Remember, and less strict than 2018. Uh, Right. But anyway, he's going to Georgia. Jim Crow on steroids, one of the worst things he's said. Maybe This makes thing. Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. That Probably whole game, one of the worst things in the history of American politics. Just awful. Um, he's going to Georgia to give the speech, and Stacey Abrams is not going to be there. Says she has a conflict. Everybody's reading that as Joe Biden is now so unpopular. He so goes poisonous. to Georgia to speak about an issue that's directly related to Stacey Abrams. I mean, she's like the poster child in Georgia for election reform and voting reform and everything like that. She's like the poster child in America. And she is not going to go on the stage with the President of the United States. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. She thinks he's so damaging to Georgia voters, black voters, I don't know what, but she's not going to be there. Well, he's just toxic. He's a loser. And and I think it's doomed to fail. Um, and I wanted to hit you the actual numbers on this. I brought it up yesterday. After almost a full year in office, President Biden has conducted fewer news conferences than anybody going back to Reagan and going way, way back, actually. Um, and Reagan only didn't have new, as many news conferences because he got shot in the first month of being president and, and nearly died and was in the hospital for a while and not healthy enough. Anyway, um, the president has done 22 interviews with the media and held nine formal news conferences, six solo, three with visiting foreign dignitaries. Um, only Reagan, like I said, has had fewer. Other presidents have had way, 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 way more. I mean, it's not even close. So we all know what's going on there. He's not capable mentally of uh, not going off the rails. So they're yeah. not doing press conferences and they aren't doing interviews. As you Bingo. Know, for, for national security reasons, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with this conversation, but I happen to come across the same report, and the AP pointed out that Trump did, Trump, the great hater of the media, did 92, uh, by this point, 
in office compared to um, Biden's 22. And they point out, well, uh, about 25 of those were with the friendly voices of Fox News. Which is okay, hilarious. Why don't we eliminate those? No, I won't, even, I won't even allow that. I won't even allow You don't get to say friendly voices of Fox and act like when CNN and MSNBC interviews Joe Biden that that's not a friendly voice. How right. the hell does that continue to be a thing? I know. That's your AP, folks. Or that ABC This Week is not a friendly voice for a Democratic president. We're not going to count those because he was with Fox. Are you serious? But if I were to bend over backward to the point of joining them in their stupid dishonesty, which you've done a lovely job pointing out, and say, okay, let's eliminate the Fox News stuff. Even though Fox News was often pretty tough on Trump, that leaves 67. That's more than triple what Joe Biden has done. He's seen all they're hiding him. And, we, and, it's, and it's just a fact, and we all know that. Yeah, We all know that, right, left, and center. It's weird, man. It's a weird thing to be living through. The president can't go out and answer questions because he's senile. True right. international suffered pressure. That well, wasn't helpful. Hmm. That was not helpful, Michael. To, to him or us. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's never running again, and everybody knows it. And there's so much There's so much emperor has no clothes stuff going on right now. If, if you're not familiar with that old fable, read it during the commercials and stay with us. I know you have some uh, China stuff. Do you have that Intel story? Have you seen that? Oh, man, that is troubling. God. Dang it. I may or may not. How good's your intel? <laughs> when are we going to get our act together on China? Among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I heard that uh, Tesla's self-driving program uh, now offers three different modes that control behaviors like rolling stops, uh, running yellow lights, and how close you are to follow other drivers. And they have three modes. They're called chill, average, and assertive. (laughs) And this is fun. You can also hit mood swing and try all three at random. That's interesting. I've been trying out the various self-driving stuff on the Tesla, and eh, I just I don't quite have the ability to relax and let it take charge. Maybe you get better at that over time. I just read this interesting piece where a bunch of journalists challenged each other to admit what they got wrong in the last year, and several tech uh, tech writers said I overestimated how far along self-driving technology was. Well, it's inter- that's interesting, and I'm the opposite in that I underestimated how much I would like it. I assumed I would hate it and everything about it. When I get into a car now that doesn't have it, if I get into my truck or whatever, it's like, oh, man, i got to do all the driving myself. You may be America's leader in ranting against self-driving cars. You may be the yep. Babe Ruth of ranting against that. Yeah, but man, being able to flip on that switch, and now I'm going through my texts and my emails and stuff like that. Michael, am I wrong? What are you going to do? What a kookala. So, uh, (laughs) Georgia beat Alabama last night for the national championship. Uh, That's your college football coming to an end. Pro football are just heading into the playoffs. And last game of the season was the other day, and you got Tom Brady playing for the, uh, maybe you've heard of him, playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So his old friend, going back to the Patriots day, Rob Gronkowski, had an opportunity to make a fair amount of money by hitting various incentives for the season. All, all, all kinds of players have these. If you go across a certain number of tackles or yards or whatever, you get, you get bonuses. And he knew exactly what his buddy needed to do, and so he made sure he threw him in the ball enough times 
in the right situations to get him those yards, even though the coach told him not to do that. And he got uh, his buddy an extra million dollars by getting him the yards he needed. Well, and Tom Brady, who is allegedly the general manager of the team. I mean, he I'm runs sure. the team from the quarterback position. He also refused to come out of the game until Gronk had gotten his bonuses. Yeah, that's something. It's a good um, friend to have. Is that supposedly a controversy in the world of sports? Or? <laughs> Please. If you have time for that, can I buy some of your time? Kicking off Hour 3, the Armstrong and Getty Show, uh, I'm really unhappy with the company Intel and what they did around China, um, similar to Elon Musk and the Tesla plant and all the various stuff. And, hey, you companies, I think you're really playing with fire here, but more on that next hour. Top 10 unusual items confiscated by the TSA in 2021. We'll count them up from 10 to 1. Excellent. Bullets hidden in deodorant. At the Atlantic City International Airport. That would concern me because that is, that's not, I forgot, I, this, I did this the other day. I got up to security and realized I had my pocket knife with me. I had to throw it away. Oh. Um, Can't you, like, mail it back to yourself or something like that? You can, but it was a $10 knife. and Oh, okay. Uh, but, but my point has always been, if you catch me forgetting something, like my brother got his... T- toothpaste thrown out you didn't stop anything you didn't stop a crime you didn't stop a terrorist attack i just forgot that's different but if a guy is hiding bullets and deodorant you're up to no good of some sort i don't know if it was on the plane or not but somewhere uh antique pistol that's probably just a mistake a meth burrito they tried they put meth in a burrito to try them take meth on their party uh gun belt buckle in Honolulu, a meat cleaver at the Harrisburg International Airport. I would assume also that that was just you forgot. How am I going to cleave my meat? Bear spray. A machete at number four at the Reagan Washington National. Hey, well, I can't have a machete on a plane. Thought this was America. Again, and probably just forgot. They had no ill intent. They forgot they had a machete. Fireworks. A wine holder shaped like a gun at the Sacramento International Airport. Airport. And, but number one, this is the best one. New Orleans International Airport. Somebody forgot or on purpose had a chainsaw. <laughs> you can't take a chainsaw on the plane? I thought this was America. <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. A chainsaw? <sighs> Don't right. bring a chainsaw on a plane. If you miss an hour of the show, get it on the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.